Welcome to Behind the Membership Season 3, Episode 7. And in this episode, I'm talking with John Hatcher from the Blues Guitar Institute. Now, John was previously a CPA and tax accountant working 60 to 80 hours a week. And since having his membership has been able to quit his job and now focus full time on his membership site, giving him far more freedom. This is even more impressive when you consider that John's membership only actually costs $9 a month. In this episode, we're talking about how John made that transition, as well as how he manages his time and the challenge of content creation in a video-heavy membership site. We're also talking about how John went from not having any community at all in his membership, to struggling to get engagement, to now having a thriving community with members connecting and sharing their own videos as well. And of course, we talk about lots more too. So listen in to find out all that John has to share. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. Today I'm joined by John Hatcher from the Blues Guitar Institute. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, John. Thanks for having me, Kelly. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. And before we actually dive in with the questions, could you actually tell us a little bit about your membership, who it is, um, who it's for even, what you offer, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Blues Guitar Institute has a membership program. It's been alive and well for a few years now, and we really teach guitar lessons, um, which is even more niche down to that. It's it's acoustic blues guitar lessons. And um, yeah, growing a really cool, like-minded community over there in the membership program. So it's a really specific niche you've got with the kind of the blues guitar yeah, it is. We, we really, I'd say probably 90% of the content fits that exact niche, which is acoustic blues um, guitar lessons. And, and a lot of it is even kind of niched in, in the little buckets here and there. There's slide guitar, there's old Delta blues, you know, from the, from the 30s and 40s, you know, music from way, way back that uh, somehow I, I love that music, always have, and then somehow found an audience online that, that loved it too. Awesome. And how long have you had the membership for now? Uh, let's see. I started it in um, August of 2015, I think. Awesome. So nearly five and four years now, even I'm wishing, yeah. wishing time away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, almost four years. Awesome. And how much is the membership for people to join? So I have two prices. Um, you can pay monthly $9 a month or you can pay uh, $75 for the, the annual rate. Okay. So you've gone for a pretty low cost option. Why yeah. do you decide on that kind of pricing structure? Well, back when I um, started, I did some market research. I mean, there are obviously other folks out there doing online guitar memberships. Um, and I, I definitely priced myself kind of on the lower end. Um, and I think that initially the thought was, well, I've got to build up some content to really make this, you know, seem like, um, you know, a good value. A lot of other sites are 14 to, you know, 19 bucks a month. And that's probably where I'd like to get. Uh, and, and now's maybe the time now I've, I've grown the content uh, library to several hundred lessons. So uh, I've feel like I could probably convince myself that <laughs> that I could increase the price. Awesome. So has that price been the same ever since you first launched in 2015 then? Yes, since day one. Yeah, definitely do a price increase then. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> and so do you offer other services and products as well or is the membership the full-time business for you? 
Membership is the full-time business. Yeah. And that's um, by design. I'm not one that can wear a lot of different hats uh, successfully. (laughs) Um, And so I wanted to really just have one product that, that I knew how to structure and, and market and not that I know all of that, I'm still learning, but it's nice for me to just be able to focus on this one type of model. Uh, I've toyed with having some outside standalone courses that people could just buy because maybe that would fit their, you know, purchasing habits and a, a little better than, than the recurring membership. But um, I, I just, I find it easier for me, at least at this stage, to just kind of stay on the the membership model and um, learn that. Yeah, because there's there's I'm learning stuff every day when it comes to how to operate this thing. Yeah, and there's a lot to be said. I think for as as you said at the start, just having one thing to sell can kind of really focus what you're doing and what you're working on. I think. Yeah, I didn't want to. Um, confuse people, you know, at all. I, I wanted this to be very upfront that it's recurring. And I think with with what I'm teaching, there's there's a great case for a recurring model. You know, I want somebody to really invest and come back. You're not going to come to a blues guitar lesson and learn everything you need to know in one one lesson and not even in one course. So that's one thing that kind of put me on the the membership um, model in the first place is it just didn't make sense to me to just have a one and done course, you know, Um, because you're not going to go from A to Z and then all of a sudden be a blues master. It just doesn't work like that. Um, So I thought that the recurring nature of it, whether annually or, you know, even just monthly, will keep people coming back and, and hopefully encourage results. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those topics where you're never truly going to achieve complete mastery. It's you have to constantly kind of practice and improve. Right. Right. And so is the membership open all the time? Can people just join whenever they like, or do you close the doors or anything like that? It's open. It it is evergreen open all the time. Um, And I I thought when I was launching, I thought about doing an open and close. That's certainly, uh, you know, works for, for some. And, you know, I've read, read books on how to do that and, and and do that sort of product launch formula deal. And um, I, I think I almost did it, but then, I think I got a little nervous that closing the doors would, would just revenue stops, you know? <laughs> so, um, I, I'm, I'd much rather the, um, dependability of, of knowing that, you know, monthly sales are coming in and, and just having it stretched out over a year rather than the, the feast or famine type model. It just fits my personality. I think a little bit better. Yeah. And I, I think that's important having a model that works for you and, and your personality. Definitely. Uh-huh. And, so if that's some specifics about the site now, let's go back to the start. What actually inspired you to create the membership? Um, well, I, I was teaching online without any real um, you know, business model behind it. Uh, my background is in, um, I'm a CPA and a tax accountant. That was my former uh, day job. And so I, I had, you know, a lot of this business training, but I still, I think for the first couple of years that I had Blues Guitar Institute, I really kind of treated it like a hobby, uh, which was fine. And, and it was kind of getting that creativity out of me. And then when I tried to monetize it for the first time, I did a little cheap standalone course and it didn't, didn't sell well. Uh, and then I, I don't know exactly what put me on the membership 
model, but I mean, I knew it was out there. Other folks were doing it. So it was kind of the proof of concept was already tested. You know, I was a member of guitar sites myself. Um, and I think this just growing thought in, in me just kept saying, you know, you can do this, you can do this. You could be one of these guys. Um, and, and the, in the, in the forefront of that same thought was, uh, if you do this, you won't have to do taxes anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so that was a big motivator for me. I, I mean, and that's probably the biggest, um, you know, reason that, that I really kind of doubled down on the membership model and, and really tried to, to grow this into a business that, that I could, um, you know, support my family with. Awesome. And if I remember rightly, I might be wrong on this, but you were actually able to leave your job about a year yeah. ago or so, yes. weren't you? Yes, almost a year to the day now. So awesome. I've got a full 12 months under my belt now. And um, it's been it's been amazing. And that was that was the biggest accomplishment. I was just over the moon to be able to do that. Awesome. And so when you first launched the membership, mm-hmm. did you, you mentioned that you'd kind of tried a few things before you were doing online lessons, you tried a course. So did you have much of an audience built up that you were launching to? By the time I actually launched the membership, I did. Um, I spent, let's see, I started in 2011, late 2011. I think I put one video up on YouTube in December of that year. But then, um, couple years rolled by and I was just kind of putting out a lesson here or there, nothing consistent at all. And then in 2014, I started doing a weekly uh, lesson on YouTube and was very consistent with that. And I mean, every single Tuesday I was putting out a, a free lesson and collecting email addresses. And so that helped me especially the consistency of that, it really helped me to grow an email list. And then I surveyed that list to find out if they um, would be game for a membership. And I, honestly, I got kind of mixed um, results back on that. Some people were like, no, I never sign up for anything recurring. But I felt like I had enough yeses that I was going to give it a go. And like I said, I, I was kind of thinking about how the membership model fit me a little bit better anyway and fit my goals a little bit better. And, and I had enough of an audience to justify giving it a shot. And so I did. So I, I had, uh, I don't remember, you know, what size of the audience was or anything, but I, I definitely had some folks that were following me almost since the beginning um, that were, were on that email list. So I, I had enough, I think, to justify putting this out and, and that it wouldn't be crickets. <laughs> awesome. And so you've been running for a few years now. What's, would mm-hmm. you, what would you say has been your biggest challenge or challenges over that time? Um, I think um, probably the biggest challenge is just staying on top of content, you know, and, and keeping that at the quality that, that I think it should be um, or, or at least striving toward toward that. Um, it, it's, it's definitely been easier over the last 12 months because I've, it's been my full-time job, but definitely, uh, while I was working full-time and trying to grow the site, you know, enough to support me, it was just very difficult. There were precious little hours to get it done. And, um, it, it, you know, I, I would spend a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of nights, a lot of late nights and weekends and everything, putting together content. And I think, now, um, my, my goal is to start batching content and have, you know, at least a month's content in the tank ahead of time so that, you know, if I get sick or something like that, 
that there's no real stop in the flow of, of content to, to my members. That's a huge goal for me. And I'm getting there. I'm doing a whole lot better now. Um, but um, I, I want to build, like I said, at least a month. Ideally, I'd like to have everything planned out for a quarter you know, at a time. Awesome. And so what content are you actually delivering in the membership each month then? So I do um, one full length course and that's, that's usually like a very organized um, set of videos anywhere from, you know, eight to 20 videos that, that takes somebody uh, from start to finish on a very specific topic, you know, uh, and, and the courses are designed to kind of build on each other as well. So I, I haven't gotten there yet, but in my mind, I'm, I want to link these into like a path, like a learning path, you know, where people can, can grow from day one. I really want to play the blues to, you know, follow their interests and, and do so in a very logical step-by-step way. The content's in there is just not, the path isn't real formal anyway. So the course is the main piece of content that comes out, um, every month. And then I do, I call them quick licks and, uh, which I stole from you guys, the quick wins in the Academy, <laughs> but I do a, a quick lick, um, which is just like a bite size five to 10 minute lesson that can kind of insert in a, in a creative way into one of the courses. So it kind of feeds back into the course, but it gives them a quick win, you know? Um, and then lately I've started to do like a member show where we kind of, you know, highlight some of the members in the community, what they're doing. Cause people have, uh, started posting videos of them playing through the course content and things like that. And that's just been an amazing experience. And honestly, those videos are my favorite to make every month. I got to make one in a, a couple of days and I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited because the members really show up and they, they're proud, you know, to put on their performance. This is what I've worked for. And to me, it's kind of like the realization of what I'm, what I'm doing. So it's a really fun piece of content, but those are the three main things, the member show, a course and a quick lick. Awesome. I love that you're getting those videos from members as well, though. And as you say, it's kind of being able to see what people are doing with the content that you've created Mm -hmm. and kind of how that's, that's helped them. That's kind of an awesome feeling, I think. Yeah. It's, it's the most fun thing I do every month for sure. It's putting together that, that video. So that leads me nicely into then what is actually your favorite thing about having the membership or, or your highlight? Yeah, it's, that's easy. It's the community. Um, it, it really is. It's, um, and that's something I didn't start building right away. And, uh, I think I was probably, gosh, I bet I was two years into the, um, membership before I really started building up my own community, um, like on a forum on the site. And, it took a while for a while that was, you know, me posting the crickets, you know, or no one was, no one was there. Uh, but lately I'd say within the last year, for sure, it's just been very active and it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. There are folks that are active posters that have been with me since, um, you know, almost the very, very beginning. And it's just, it's just a great group of folks. And we get to get in there and talk about the music we love every day. Awesome. And so you mentioned that you didn't kind of have the community or focus on the community for the first two years. Was that you just didn't have a community at all or it was kind of there, but it wasn't really, it was just if somebody had a question and things like that. Well, I think it was, it was both. It started out, I didn't have one at all. And then, um, I added a forum 
And then there was just no activity. I mean, very few posts on it. And, and that was, um, you know, very much a mirror of my activity. I wasn't in there, um, you know, posting questions or, or drumming up conversation. Um, so I wasn't active and no one else was either, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, within the last year to 18 months or so, I've really, I, I started posting more in the forums. I encourage people to come and introduce themselves as they uh, come into the membership as part of an onboarding, ask them a couple questions, just real low um, barrier to entry questions like, you know, what's your name? Uh, who's your favorite guitar player? I mean, it's a very obvious question and it gets some amazing conversations going and I've just had a blast with it. Um, but, but yeah, back to your question, it, I started with nothing, added it, thinking that I needed to start growing this. Uh, and then there was just no activity to speak of. I mean, besides the, you know, a few here or there, I thought I got five posts a month back in those early days. Um, and now my inbox is full every morning from what's happened overnight. It's just great. Awesome. And so, uh, last question about the community. Yeah. You mentioned that you kind of like the last year or so it's picked up and you've kind of added in kind of getting new members to, to come into the community. Did you do anything to also kind of further encourage existing members to start making use of the community again? Um, yeah, a couple of things. Um, I think that the, when the courses go out, I set up a topic that says, if you've got questions, post here. Um, and I, I set up a, a little button that they can click to go directly to a course discussion. Um, and that, that helps. I mean, people will ask their questions and it's so beneficial for everyone else to see because they probably had it um, in their mind as well. So that's one way. Um, and then uh, I, I relaunched my site back in January just with some, some different tech and everything. And that has a, a link to the to the forum on every single post. It's like, want to continue the conversation? Click here, need to get help, click here, that kind of stuff. And I feel like that's helped kind of passively generate some conversation. Um, and then one thing that I've done over the last um, you know, little while is I'll get a lot of support tickets that really should be forum posts. And I'm like, hey, post this in the forum. Um, you know, people would love to to, you know, get in on this conversation or, or, you know, if you don't want to, cause some people are kind of privately minded and if you don't want to, do you mind if I do? And, and that, that has been helpful as well. I think just coaching people, even one-on-one -on -one, to go post in the forum has been helpful. Yeah. And I like what you said there as well about offering the option to, if you don't want to post this, can I, as a, an anonymous thing, because I think, yeah, you definitely do yeah. have some people where it's kind of like, oh, I, I don't necessarily want my name to be attached to this. Yeah. So I think yeah. kind of actually, yeah, doing that anonymously is a great idea. Yeah. And, and I get that because I'm, I'm actually um, probably wired that way. I, I'm not a very active person on social media in my personal life and things like that. Um, I, but yeah, I think having this community has kind of, um, I don't know, it, it's, it's changed me in a little way. You know, I enjoy it so much that yeah, I'm posting in there all the time and I absolutely love it. And I never had the habit of posting in, in a forum before, you know, it just, I would lurk, I would read, <laughs> but um, I certainly wasn't an active poster. And I, I think this just kind of, it excited me so much that I'm in there all the time and we're just having a blast. Awesome. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, what else do you do to actually encourage retention in the membership and to keep members around? 
Um, probably not enough. Um, to be honest, this is probably another, another real struggle of mine. And I think it's kind of linked with the whole content thing. I spend so much time producing the content that I don't think I pay attention enough, uh, just because of available time to, to things in this category, you know, of, of how to, um, you know, um, just make the, make the membership, sticky, um, and, and keep people coming back. I mean, I, I definitely feel like I've got a really good member base and a lot of folks have been with me for a long, long time. And I'm super proud of that. Um, but I think that retention is something that, that I can always improve. And, um, I, I wish, I wish I was further along than that, <laughs> but it's kind of the, the truth of where I am. I don't, I think other than, you know, the things that are just kind of natural outcroppings of what I do, you know, putting out constant content, you know, focusing on that, being in the community, building that. I think those things definitely contribute to retention, but in my mind, I have these other, you know, great ideas that would support all that. And they just, they're at the bottom of the perpetual to-do list. Yeah. (laughs) I know that list. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, and and I realized that, you know, it's a extremely important aspect of the membership site, you know, and, um, I'm constantly in the Academy trying to, you know, soak up the courses and like formulate a plan on how to actually put some of this stuff in, in play. But, um, I think right now, and, and this is kind of branching off a little bit, but, um, I'm, looking at how I can leverage my time a lot better to get to these things. Like it is very obvious now a year in with this thing full time that even though I am working full time on the site, that there are so many things that could get done if I would um, put some, put some other players out there to, to help me, you know, outsource some things. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. And I actually, um, wanted to ask you because you know we mentioned before this is a topic where you're never really a master mm-hmm. do you kind of cover all skill levels in the membership or you focus particularly on kind of beginners or advanced mm-hmm. that kind of thing i think i um really cater to a late beginner or to an intermediate level just sort of that that middle of the bell curve if you will you know if someone and i have conversations with people all the time about this you know they're like i just got my guitar and a pack of strings i don't know how to put it on you know can you help me and i want to but i realize that my content is not quite perfect for that person so i I give them a set of things like you know Go and, and resources go here and you know once you can do xyz on the guitar come back and i think that this will be a good spot for you to learn and grow in the blues you know so we we don't have like the super beginner level stuff and um you know we've got i guess as advanced as as i am as a player which is you know i guess good enough but <laughs> <laughs> i would imagine pretty uh, good <laughs> yeah but um but definitely the bulk of it it sits right there in the the late beginner to um you know late intermediate stuff yeah and i i think that's good though that you've got kind of more of a defined um niche for want of a better word there and and that you mm-hmm. are able to say to somebody actually no this isn't right for you yet because i think yeah. the danger is as you said you already got lots of content to create if you're trying to cover kind of all different stages then that would mm-hmm. be a little bit overwhelming for you and probably for your members as well yeah i think so and and then because the 
the biggest group within my membership base, they're, they're definitely great players. Like they, um, one characteristic that I just kept hearing over and over and over again is, is someone would sign up for my email address. And I would always, you know, encourage like in the autoresponder, even since the early days, like hit reply and tell me a bit about yourself as a player, you know? And so we'd strike up conversations just over email back then. And one thing that I learned is just, it's just crazy how consistent this is, is that most of my members, uh, most of my audience are retired. They used to play, uh, but then family and work and everything, you know, kind of got in the way. And so they've taken a 30 to 40 year break from the instrument and now they're coming back. So they've got some of those baseline skills and we're just kind of, you know, putting them back on track and, and giving them a plan to get into the blues. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that kind of like just coming back to it when they've they've got the time now. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. And so, what are you finding is working well for you when it comes to actually attracting new members each month? Uh, the biggest thing is that I've kept up the um, the weekly lesson on YouTube, and it has been just the best thing uh, to get the word out. And I feel like I provide full lessons in there. And so people get a sense of my teaching style. And, um, and then I, I try to either get them to subscribe to the YouTube channel just to grow that and make sure that they see more and more videos or, you know, give away, you know, some sort of free download or, you know, from time to time, there's a, uh, a free little mini course, things like that. And that has done pretty well. I, th I think that that really is the thing that has helped me to, you know, transition full time in this and grow it to the point that, that I needed. Awesome. And so are those lessons that you're taking from your membership content or is it content that you're creating specifically for the YouTube channel? Yeah, so probably 99% of it is new content. There are, um, some courses that will take a, a series of lessons from the free YouTube stuff and just take it to a whole nother level. Um, because I'll, and I've, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of my little laboratory in a way is what I put out for free. Um, and when I get something that just, it, it resonates with people, my members or my YouTube audience are commenting and saying, Hey, we, we love this. We want more. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to you know, put my, <laughs> put my head down, go to work and develop this into a full blown course. And, and those are the courses that really tend to do well, be popular in the, um, in the membership. And then, then I'll go back to YouTube and say like this, come on in, <laughs> I've got more. So it's just been a really, um, it's just a great little testing ground for, for what's going to work. Yeah. I, I love the idea of that being your cool. testing ground, but whilst yeah. at the same time being the way that you're building your audience as well and getting those members in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's switch gears a little and talk about life as a membership site owner. Now, yeah. how does the membership actually fit into your life do you have a particular routine, things like that now, especially now you're full-time? I do. Um, and once I went full-time a year ago, I just kind of, um, for, for at least three solid weeks, maybe even a month, I just felt like I was free from the day job and I hadn't care in the world, you know? And then at some point I'm like, I really need to like develop a little plan here and, and get down to business. And so once I had my little mental vacation there, um, I, I started, um, theming my days. And, um, I, I think that that was really helpful. 
Um, so Monday I would spend on, you know, admin type stuff. Uh, and Tuesday I would spend on, um, you know, publishing my lesson every Tuesday is when the, the free lesson comes out and then marketing that, um, promoting it. And then, um, writing next week's lesson, planning, that kind of stuff. And, and then so each day kind of has a, a job uh, and a focus. I, I tend to work better that way rather than just kind of, you know, um, being a firefighter and putting out all the random tasks. If I can just think about one section of the business on, on a given day, I'm, I'm better for it. You know, so even because uh, a lot of what I do is, is creative and writing music for lessons and things, I've got a schedule for that. And that, that helps to like just get me in that create creative mode and, um, you know, write what I need to write. I know I've got this time to do it and it just, it helps me uh, to keep on track and to keep things coming out. Awesome. So possibly a tough question then, but how much time would you say on average you probably spend on the membership each week? Um, at least 40 hours. We're coming into summer now and, um, you know, my kids will be out of school and I, I run this from, from home. So, uh, it, it'll probably be no more than 40 <laughs> during the summer months because we'll have all the things going on and it's pretty hard to record, um, you know, with live microphones and everything when you got the kids downstairs playing and all. But, um, <laughs> so, but for the most part, I mean, I'd say yeah, 40 hours a week is a good average. If I got a big project, I'll definitely, um, you know, do, do a lot more than that. Um, for instance, when I, when I relaunched and there was a lot of tech and a lot of, you know, content that had to be migrated over to a new site. And, um, you know, there were, you know, a lot longer days <laughs> during that time period, but it's stabilized. And, and I think, you know, just a normal work week. And I would, uh, is a large proportion of that, the content creation side of things? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's, that's the biggest part of it. And, and the courses really take a lot. I'll spend, um, a couple of weeks just getting a course kind of planned, written, filmed, which filming is just a whole other thing. (laughs) That, that is a huge, um, time suck really you know and i'm getting better and better at it but um it's i've come a long way i guess in a sense but it still takes me a long time to film edit and and get a a video up on the internet um so that's that's definitely the largest portion of it for sure yeah and i'm always in awe of music membership sites because like having spoken to quite a few music membership site owners yeah. like yeah. it's a whole other level of content creation that you need over over what most membership site owners kind of need to do well, it's it's very video you know intense and you, you don't want to um you know look like especially like the audio side of it, you got people who are just audio minded, you know, you don't want bad audio out there representing your your music and your teaching and all that stuff. So um, anyway, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent, but the video part of it, just, you don't know how many lights I've bought and (laughs) gotten rid of that didn't work. That didn't work when in actuality it was, I needed to learn how to use them. (laughs) So yeah um mike's a bit like that he always kind of ends up like buying stuff and you know we don't do a huge amount on camera we kind of have our our q a's and our our weekly show but he bought like an expensive camera and light sets and everything and we had them for like three years before we ever actually ended up using (laughs) yeah 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 you know i i feel you on that one but um it just takes practice and you know kind of time back to that 
Tuesday show that's, you know, the testing ground, it was my testing ground for all that stuff too, you know, for editing, for, you know, lighting for different cameras and all those things, you know, so that's, it's kind of like that, that 1% better, you know, mentality where I just tried to get a little bit better than the last lesson, you know, and that was the only way that I could get it done on a weekly schedule. Yeah. Awesome. And do you have a team helping you at all? Um, not in the moment, but I'm definitely at the point where, um, I'm recognizing some of my shortcomings and um, really want somebody to kind of, uh, you know, support me and, and kind of play at the level that, that I think I play at in my, you know, strong suits. So, um, and for me, that's, uh, first and foremost marketing. So I'm, I'm actively in the process of, of seeking out somebody that can really help with that, you know, uh, cause there it's, it's fascinating to me, but I find that, um, I think I'm a little unsure of what I read and what I study. And, um, so I don't implement good ideas and I'm looking for somebody that can, can take good ideas, you know, formulate a strategy, take those ideas and then implement them. And that's clearly where I need help. And that will allow me to not worry about those things, you know, certainly make sure everything's, you know, going well, but, um, I would rather spend my time pulling together lessons and just creating the best courses that I can. Yeah. It's the, it's the best use of your time really when that's kind of your main skill set. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So overall then what impact do you think having the membership sites had on your life and business? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, just absolutely amazing. Um, I'm, you know, my former life, I was, you know, working at the office, um, and, you know, 60 hours a week, every week, and sometimes 80 or 90, you know, during crunch times. And, um, this has allowed me to structure, um, my life sort of around my business and, and, um, kind of let them, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just, I've been able to fit things together a whole lot better now um, that I've been able to go full time. And, and I credit that to the, the membership model, you know, and, and just being able to study this model and then execute it. And, you know, with help from, from you and Mike and, and what you guys teach, I mean, it's just been an amazing uh, last 12 months, you know, to be able to, be here with my family and, and have a normal life, not work all those crazy hours. And I think as important as all that is that now I get to decide, I get to decide what I work on. I get to, um, you know, create and, and, and sort of, you know, scratch my creative itch, um, you know, in this site and, and produce helpful lessons for others. Just the greatest thing ever. Um, it, sometimes I don't even believe it. Like I, I, sometimes I'll wake up and I'm like, am I really doing this today? (laughs) Um, it's just the most fun. Awesome. I love that. And so is there anything that you actually wish you had known earlier or would do differently if you were starting again? Oh man. How much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, a lot. I mean, um, I think the biggest thing is I can really nerd out on tech stuff and sometimes I need to leave well enough alone and, and get about the, the business of, of doing, you know, the core business activities. I still struggle with that sometimes. And, um, but I think, uh, I, I think if I went back to day one, I would, I would tell myself like, leave it alone. <laughs> like, 
um, or, or find somebody else, you know, that can help you. Um, I don't need to get into HTML and CSS and stuff like that. You know, I, I definitely had that bootstrapper mentality, but um, I think I would have been far better served had I really just focused more on creating better content uh, and more of it back in the early days. And that's probably the biggest thing is just like quit messing with stuff, John. <laughs> and you actually mentioned um, before that you've kind of just done a big site revamp, haven't you as yeah. well? So Yes, yes. And, and that was a big exercise in me messing with stuff, but I feel like I got it, um, you know, the way that I want it. And I put a lot of time, a lot of effort into that. And then I, I launched, or relaunched really the site back in uh, January. I think January 15th was the day. And I honestly haven't touched the tech um, at, at all. So I think that my, my new mindset is kind of really um, taking form. And I, I'm very uh, happy to report that because before, I mean, when I first started, I'm t- I would decide that I needed a button to be red instead of blue. And I would spend hours trying to research that. And I'm not a programmer. I'm not a developer. So um, it's just a waste of time on things that just really didn't matter. But I enjoy learning things. So I kind of just easily go down that road when I should stop. (laughs) It's an easy rabbit hole to fall down, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So that's probably the biggest thing that that I would change, um, you know, from, from back in day one, really. Awesome. So if you could give a new membership site owner or someone thinking about starting a membership site one tip, what would it be? Well, I think carrying on with that theme, like focus on the content, you know, and, and really uh, maybe ride along with that, just love on your audience. You know, I mean, I, I've created some great friendships, not just, you know, customers, but um, I genuinely am excited about what I get to do. And when somebody you know, connects with, connects with me from all over the world, really you know, on this, this music that we love, like it's no small thing to me. And I, I just think as much, um, care and, um, you know, just that I can throw on them. That's, that's what I want to do. And I think that that has really served me well. Um, and, and not just, you know, business wise, but it's just good for me. You know, it's just good, like to, to build these cool relationships. Like I said, I've gotten some really good friendships out of these, um, these pickers from all over the world. That's wonderful. And so wrapping up then, I'd love to know what's next for you. What are your goals for the membership? Well, I, um, I'm kind of at a, a crossroads, um, which is a good place for a blues guitarist to be, I guess. But um, I really am trying to decide like what, what lever do I need to be pulling on right now? You know, I, I certainly want to grow the site and, um, you know, want to bring more and more members into this, this cool thing that, that we've got going at PGI. Um, but I'm not sure, like, does that mean growing out a big team or does that mean, you know, just getting super efficient and me and, you know, one or two other key people? I, I'm really not sure um, as far as, you know, how the next, um, the next thing the next chapter looks but but i can tell you the number one sort of goal is is really growth you know I've, I've been able to to um you know sign up new members month over month and uh, i, I want to do more i, I want to bring uh this this music these lessons to to more and more people awesome that sounds like a good plan to me <laughs> and <laughs> 
And so if someone wants to connect with you or find out more about the membership, where's the best place for them to do that? The website, bluesguitarinstitute.com. And then uh, I'm on YouTube every Tuesday with a, a weekly lesson, uh, Tuesday Blues, at, and you can find that YouTube, uh, Blues Guitar Institute. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining me today, John. It's been wonderful chatting with you about the Blues Guitar Institute and hearing all about your membership journey. Thanks so much, Kelly. Now I appreciate all the help and the, the great stuff that you and Mike put out. It's been just tremendous for, for me and getting to this point. Thank you so much. That's it, folks. Thank you once again to John for joining me and thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show and I'd love to hear your takeaways. Let me know over in the free Membership Mastermind Facebook group by going to talkmemberships.com or hit me up on Twitter at membershipguys. I love that John has kept the cost of his membership low in order to make it easily accessible. And I also love that John has embraced having a community in his membership after a bit of a slow start initially. I'm really looking forward to seeing how John continues to grow his membership now he's committed to it full time. And if you'd like to connect with John, then visit bluesguitarinstitute.com. And of course, you can find all of John's links along with the show notes and transcript over at themembershipguys.com slash btm29. That's it from me this week, but tune in next week for another episode. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Behind the Membership, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membersite Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools and a supportive active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membersite Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.